Welcome back to Don't Cut a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name's Dan. Getting getting close to the end of the Red Rising series here. We're we're two thirds of the way through Morning Star. So let's see, up to chapter forty four is where we have stopped. Through chapter forty three, we have not started chapter forty four. But first, we haven't done one in a while. I have I have a hot take. And for mm-hmm. listeners that are not familiar, the the rules are the same. It's going to be unrelated to the book. If you don't want to hear it, check out the show notes and we'll tell you where to skip to. Okay. But Dan, I have a feeling that you might disagree with me on this one. Okay, good. And I do not want to hear people complaining about recipes that have tons of text above them. You know what I mean? These blog (laughs) posts that have like two pages of stories and then the recipe. I'm fine with it. What? (laughs) What? No, no. Okay. This is, this is an incredibly hot take. This is a hot take. Okay, good. Here we go. Explain yourself. Because you need to explain yourself. Let me paint you a picture. Janet is over here with five kids a husband who works 12 hours a day and a purebred golden retriever. And all she's looking for is a little bit of validation for her. She's worked, she's worked so hard on this recipe and these pictures and this little story that she's told 17 times on her other recipes. And she just wants you to read it. But you who at the last second are like, let me find a recipe for something I'm going to rip off this recipe that this person put a ton of effort into and not even scroll or and, and, and just like skip to the end. You owe it to Janet to at least scroll slowly and just look at the pictures. At a minimum, you have to scroll slowly. No. If you're, you if you're respectful, sure you'll, re- you'll read a paragraph here and there. <laughs> no. Okay, no. Because Luke, let me paint you a different picture. Janet is sitting at home like, hmm, I don't really want to go to all the effort of making a cookbook. I just want to rip off recipes I find on allrecipes.com and I want to get paid for it. And so the only way people are going to stay on my webpage long enough for me to serve them an advertisement is if I have a huge block of text that they have to scroll through that has ads all over it because Luke, this person, Janet, doesn't have just the text of their recipe with pictures of their family and like what their life is like. They've also got ads for like home cookware and stuff all over the page, okay? And the reason they can get away with that is because they have all this text that you have to scroll through and go past a bunch of ads just to get to the recipe at the end. And it's like, sure, maybe your recipe is different from the one on allrecipes.com or wherever other forum I would find it because you added like a tablespoon of salt. Oh, interesting. But I don't, I'm not going to pay you by looking at your advertisements to just copy and paste that recipe, okay? Okay, but you're using like, it. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
This is a good point. I but am like, using it. Like you're using it and all that Janet is asking is for you to spend an additional five seconds of scrolling. Ooh, okay. This is a valid point. I am using it and it is giving my life value. But I don't like, I feel like I'm being manipulated to just like scroll through ads. Like it would be a, it would be one thing if it was literally just the text of her story for how she discovered this recipe in like a secret chest in her attic or something like that and went on like a National Treasure Nicolas Cage hunt, National Treasure 3 coming out soon, by the way, <laughs> in order to find it. But there's always ads. There's always ads. And I okay. feel like... Yeah, but how is she going to make money? What are you like proposing she gets a Patreon or something? I just, it feels dishonest. It feels <laughs> dishonest when it's like, the only reason you're putting this text in here, you don't care if I read the text or not. I feel like they don't care if I read the text about their life or not. It's just a block filler for me to scroll through to get ads served to me. It feels dishonest <laughs> is my problem. Okay, okay, fair. I just think, I think the, the inconvenience of scrolling is a little oversold here in the discourse. And it's like, you can just, like, you're already, like, five minutes into your cooking dinner, and you're just trying to find a recipe. You can spend the extra four seconds it takes to scroll. You don't need the button that says, take me to the recipe. That's unnecessary. You're being lazy. And if, if you're that lazy, go to Taco Bell, okay? If you're too lazy Whoa! to scroll, go to Taco Bell. If you're cooking a recipe, you have to earn that recipe by scrolling. Luke, or you can use all recipes is... shitty looking app. Sure, it works great, but no! it looks terrible. Okay. All right. Luke is coming in extremely hot right now. <laughs> I, I'm going to stand up for everybody out there who just wants to cook a good meal, doesn't want to have to spend a lot of time thinking about if the recipe they've got in their head is perfect, needs some quick reference for the amounts of the stuff that they're putting in, okay? I just, sometimes I just need a quick reference, okay? <laughs> for like, oh, if I'm making naan, about how much water do I need? Mm, yeah, and okay. you should have That's to scroll for that information. What? <laughs> that, there is such little information there that I'm even getting. It's like, hmm, I, uh, it would be different if I just, if it was just the text. Like I said, like I'm willing to give somebody the satisfaction of sharing their life with me, but not the monetary satisfaction of my advertising. That's not, okay. I don't feel like their recipe is worth it to me. Okay. 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 It's, fair. it's just like, fair. put it in a cookbook if you really want to monetize this, this crazy recipe you just thought up that nobody else has ever done. Because here's the other thing, Luke. Pretty much every recipe you're finding on these freaking blogs is either freaking red beans and rice, which is like everybody knows how to make that. Yours is very like a, there's a very small difference or they're taking this like ancient family recipe that's been passed down for their through their family and they're exploiting it to make money on the Internet. Right? Like, your mom didn't give you that recipe. Your mom didn't charge you for that recipe. Sure, she gave you a little bit of the backstory. That's different. 
okay? But she's not serving you an ad when she's like, here's our family recipe for brownies. So why is it okay for you to serve me the ad? Because you're not family, Dan. <laughs> but but you also want to make me listen to your stupid family history. So you have to choose one or the other. I think okay. this is this is my problem. You have to choose one or the other. You're either going to give me your family history and then it's like I'm part of the family and you're just giving me the recipe, which is what family does. That's what fam is about. Or you're allrecipes.com. I want to get in, get the recipe, get out. And sure, I'm fine with like a few advertisements because I know I'm just there for a transaction, okay? But like a recipe, most of the recipes you're looking at are just like food that we all know exists. It's just like, I wanna make this food that I know exists and I could guess and get pretty close, but I just need a little bit more info. Okay, okay. Do you know what let's, I mean? Let's, let's compromise here and say for the for the for the sites that have the button that says take me to the recipe you know they just scroll straight through if you press that button you have to say thank you okay if you press that button you have to you have to give a little thanks janet and then you can and then you can check out the numbers just okay. give her a little appreciation I'm, I'm very into this compromise i think a thanks you have to verbally say it right out loud and you don't when have you're to in the meal you have to cite your work no, 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 no. Definitely, definitely don't have to do that. But just, just out loud. It's just like a little, it's like a little prayer to Janet. Like, thanks, Janet. <laughs> there we go. And, and when you're eating the meal, you do need to give the citation. You do need to say, hey, everybody, this one's from Janet. Or this one's from Carlos. Or you just need right. to tell everybody right. where your, your sources are coming from. Right. That extra coriander I threw in was Janet's idea, not mine everybody okay there it is <laughs> okay okay if you're welcome welcome back people that skipped uh, i can't imagine anybody who did i don't think so either okay let's talk morning star again up to chapter 44 oh before we get into it one thing we mentioned last week i was pretty upset we didn't get some cool upgrades for adaro when he got carved again throughout some suggestions uh tordan eq once again hit us with a comment wings would probably not be that practical fair enough tordan i'm still gonna die on this venom stinger hill because i think it would be incredible but fair enough wings might not have been might not have been the best option but we do see some some little augmentations that that darrow did get when he got carved again or I guess de-augmentations? You're it's talking like, about his sigils. Yeah, his sigils are removed. And so like people in this world aren't born with sigils, right? I don't know. I, I would like think where, not. Right? Like the, it seems like a metal thing that's attached to your body, right? Something like that. I don't know if necessarily metal, but I don't know. Something in your like hand that is put in when you're an infant is my guess. Right, right. So, like, I guess he was de-augmented. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it depends. It depends on your outlook, you know. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's true. Things, things which I will say, what, what we haven't acknowledged is every now and then we'll get a note from Darrow about how, like, 
his bones are stronger than other people's or something like that. And it's like, I that'll count, I guess. You know, I mean, why not? That's that's good. <laughs> I mean, it's not very interesting, but it's a good it's like it's wait, like wait. when you're when you're leveling up in your video game mm-hmm. and a bunch of the the smart move is to like level up your stamina because that'll help you in the long run. But the cool move is to like give yourself a new trick move. Dan or uh uh Mickey went for the smart move, leveled up the stamina. But now here but now here we are talking about bone density. <laughs> when you say we're talking about bone density, you mean like Darrow's wishing he had trick moves or what what do you mean? What do no, you no, mean? No, that no, no, no. I, okay, okay, okay. I'm saying that Darrow did get upgrades when he was put under by Mickey the first time. Yes. Cuz yes. his his some of his things like his bone density some other stuff i think he mentions are in general slightly better than the average gold oh okay i do think you're right i hadn't even put that together i was assuming he was just talking about how golds just had better bone density but i think you're right he does have a little bit better than gold bone density i think i think he has like he has like gold plus he got the premium package, yeah, yeah. Which is smart. Which is smart. Like if you if you have a limited number of resources, are you choosing between gold plus or are you choosing gold plus venom stinger? You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. You're for sure choosing gold plus, but come on, limited number of resources. <laughs> they did it twice to him. They did it twice to the boy. Okay, I think that's fair. I gotta say, Luke, before we get into today's episode, this book so far is giving me everything I want. The last <laughs> book you were a little disappointed with, this book is hitting all my buttons right now. Okay. 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 We're good. Okay. I'm just going to list off a few of the things that this book is just getting so right that I was complaining about in our previous episodes uh mustang's like hey what's gonna happen after all this stuff and i'm like thank you mustang this is an incredible question we love it we need to figure this out we went to the obsidian places in this section i have been so excited to find out more about the obsidians we love that we're getting quicksilver all over the place and there's just like a lot of epic like scenes that happen there's Mm -hmm. a lot of just like dramatic scenes that play out in this book so far and i'm so here for it luke this is this is so right for me yeah yeah i would agree i got i got over my complaint from the last book pretty quickly like that's well Mm -hmm. in my rear view mirror Mm -hmm. um so yeah i'm into it i'm into it wow luke's grown as a character (laughs) today you hear that everybody finally some character development for me uh okay let's let's talk about the parts that we actually read um so we we left off last time where several run is about to like blow up the moon right we get that we get the little yeah. the little fight and um and then Severo is back and i am so so happy that yeah. Severo is back oh, yeah. to his Severo role. 
It's so much. It's so great. It was only like a third of the book that I that it was thrown off, but it was it was a devastating, a devastating time for me. But uh, yeah, we're we're into it. Severo's back. We love it. Severo is just like this. Is why Severo's the MVP, the all time MVP, right? Is because he like knows he sees the big picture. You know what I mean? Like, sure, he gets his feelings hurt every now and then, but all he's got to do is beat some ass, and then he's back to Severo, and he's like, yeah, you're right, I need to chill out a little bit. Exactly, exactly. Um, the only thing that I don't like here mm. is mm-hmm. that when they when they come back to everyone and, like, let everyone know that things are good between them, Darrow gets status as Howler 1 and Severo as Howler 2. I have some qualms with that, which we we talked a little bit about last episode. In my in my mind, Severo should be leader of the Howlers and De- and Darrow should be like just a an entity above that that doesn't like Right. Like Reaper lead. is a Reaper is the leader. Reaper's not a part of the Howlers. I'm totally on board with this. Severo is for sure Howler 1. Like, that's just... That's like a subunit in his army. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you're not going to be like... Well, I guess they kind of... No, 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 no. Darrow's his own thing. Mm-hmm. He's not... He's not top of the Howlers. Severo... It's Severo's Howlers! I know. You can't make Darrow the top of the Howlers. You can't. I, I guess the only reason that they, they have to do that, though is because they initiated Darrow into the Howlers, which I actually wasn't super into mm-hmm. because it just always felt like Darrow should be separate from the yeah. Howlers. It always felt like the Howlers are like Darrow's special forces, and he's like above that in a way. And I and I liked that Not he like didn't better. know much about the Howlers, right? Like he didn't know their initiation or the crazy stuff that they get up to. I, I did like that he was separate from it. Right, right. So I agree. I agree with that. I don't think it made me a little uncomfortable. Darrow mm-hmm. being Howler one and Severo saying Howler two. I didn't. I didn't love that. Um, I also don't really love how much Darrow dunks on how ugly Severo is. Have you <laughs> noticed this? Now that you talk about it, yes, but I, in general, whenever it comes up, I kind of just gloss over it. Yeah, I used to do that, but Darrow, Darrow literally got plastic surgery to look how he looks. And every time he talks about several, he's like, man, I can't believe that ugly little goblin is, is dating Victra or like, oh, look at his hatchet face and his gross teeth. Darrow, your whole body has been changed by a plastic surgeon and you're looking down on Severo and calling him ugly. Or like, he doesn't really call him ugly, but he thinks it all the time. He's like, oh, what an ugly little goblin Severo is. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. You don't, yeah. Need to, you don't need to like have that thought every time you mention Severo's name, right? Like, we get it. You think he's ugly. Just once is enough. Right, like at a, at a just a few times can be kind of an endearing thing, but yeah. at this point, it's got to be like, come on, man, I'm not. You don't have to talk about how ugly I am every time. 
Like, I have the money. I could for sure get Mickey to, like, give me a touch-up and meet your standards of beauty, Darrow. But maybe I like the way I am, okay? Yeah. Darrow, maybe you should see me for what's on the inside. Hmm? There you go. There Keep you talking go, like that. Maybe you should do it, Darrow. <laughs> that's. I don't know if that's quite Severo's style, but yes, I, I agree with you. Um, let's... So so last episode, we talked about Darrow needing a hype video. I think we got, I think this counts, right? Oh, oh, we for sure got one, dude. Right. It's not, it we wasn't exactly the, like, what we were talking about, but it counts. This is a hype video. Yeah, this is an incredible hype video. Starts from his like humble beginnings. And then it shows him taking over a moon. And it has a little audience participation, you know? It's live, so it's like everybody gets to be a, be a part of it. It's for sure a hype video. 100%. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Well executed. Um, yeah, no, I was into it. I, w- I, had, I, was, I was glad that we talked about it last episode and glad that we, we saw something that I, I'm satisfied with there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the beating heart thing was a good move. And then the little, uh, the little part where it like follows different people, the beating heart, like it goes down to, um, all the way down to Mars, and uh, I'm not being eloquent here, but that little that little scene I thought was pretty cool. I was into it. Um, right, like and then all across just, like, the solar system, you have like the low colors beating their chests and like showing solidarity and we got to kind of see a little bit of that right right yeah yeah very cool and then and then we get the battle i'll call it a battle um where like just everyone flows out of their cells and goes and attacks and this this moment where darrow and i think severo says it as well that's like, don't kill civilians, don't do anything bad, that kind of thing. That's a good thing to say, but <laughs> you are not necessarily like, like just saying that at the end of your hype video, when everyone's already running off to murder everyone, is like not enough if you're expecting it to be. This is like the fine print on on some contract where it's like, no, I'm not liable because I said this at the end. And and the other thing with this is what exactly is a civilian in this context? This is a great, this is a great point. This is what I wanted to ask. Is a gold a civilian? I don't Are know. Are any of the gold civilians? Like, I feel like what they said is too broad to be actionable, right? Like, you're going to have, let's say in a year, they have court-martialing for all the people who killed what they call civilians. My lawyer gets up and is like, none of the golds are civilians because they have been militaristically enslaving our people for hundreds of years. So they're all complicit. They're all, none of them are civilians. They're all like... Combatants. Warriors. Combatants, yeah. So, of course, my client killed every gold he saw no matter what they were doing, because they would do the same to him, given the opportunity. And they have. So, I rest my case. Golds are out. And it's like, I guess you have a point, but that's not really what I meant when I said it. It doesn't matter, Darrow. 
but it's like it's legitimately unknown like it's not something that you could use a lawyer to cast doubt on but everyone really knows it's not even that it's like right people legitimately might not know what a civilian is right well and think of what he said the consequence was kill them immediately if they kill a civilian so you've got like people in your rebellion going around murdering other people in the rebellion because they're like ah no i saw you kill that blue that was a civilian so you have to die dara said it so i need to kill you now and your army's just like tearing itself apart (laughs) i have to think that no one no one is doing it in the gray area like if it's if if it's in the gray area it's like yeah that's fine for the army (laughs) right okay Fair enough. But, Fair enough. But, but okay. even then, there's like such a wide gray area with civilian. It's it's just such an unclear term that like, I don't know, man. Dara's got to have some, there's got to be a little bit more organization, right? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, he was thinking up his hype video. Probably didn't have time to really get like rules of engagement ready. That's... Fair enough. And Darrow, it seems like, doesn't really care that much, if we're being honest. Like, it doesn't sound like... Like, he's sad about it a lot, but it doesn't seem like he cares that much about it, based on his actions. That's fair. Like, Quicksilver's got robots. He didn't ask at all about what those can do before sending all the low colors to take over Phobos. He wasn't like... Hey, Quicksilver, how many of those robots do you have? And could we potentially use them to do this? He was just like, no, we got to send all the low colors to get slaughtered for a little while. I don't think he was thinking it all the way through. Right. He just, he wanted an epic hype video and he got it. And And then at the end was like, oh, and also no civilians. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Probably should have put that at the beginning, but you know, it's okay. Yeah, he didn't want to kill momentum. Okay, let's let's move on. I forget the exact context f- for which I wrote this note, but one thing that I think might be interesting is that we don't know who Ragnar's dad is, right? Mm-hmm. And this yep. doesn't have to be one of those one of those like things where there's some big reveal about who he's da- who his dad is, but I could see it happening. Oh, dude, are we are we thinking one of the Telemannises? <laughs> okay, I didn't I didn't have any theories, but um, yeah, why not? It could be it could be anybody. It could be anybody because we've already learned the different colors can intermingle. Mm-hmm. And, with help, <clears throat> yes, with help. But the golds have help, and we learn that Ragnar's mom knew that the golds weren't gods so maybe a gold came down and uh gave us ragnar could be could be, could be. An, un- an unnecessary theory but i'm gonna say a good one i i'm kind of into it yeah alternatively ragnar's dad is just gonna be the next big boy for darrow right because darrow's got to get another big boy well i mean we can kind of count sefi as yeah 
But Sefi's like the same size as Darrow. Yeah. That's and true. And Darrow needs a big boy. So Ragnar's dad might be the next big boy for Darrow. Or, I mean, it could be a big girl. But it's just got to be somebody that's bigger than Darrow. It's got to be just a giant right. that hangs out with Darrow. I've got no right. problem with Sefi. I think Sefi's great. We'll get we'll talk more about Sefi later. But Sefi's not the big boy. She doesn't she doesn't have the the mass that we're looking for. No, we need a we need a absolute unit for Darrow. Exactly. Okay. Then we get we get them like chasing Cassius and his group and they finally catch up to them. And there's a big old fight scene. And I have a few notes on this. Um, number one, Asia. Is that how we're pronouncing it? Asia? Maybe? Yeah, yeah. Asia. I think Asia. Okay. Asia has been watching tape on Ragnar, right? We talked oh, yeah. about Big we time. talked about this last episode where Ragnar's thing is to throw his razor at people. No one sees it coming until Asia just snatches it out of the air. Asia big, catches it. Big, Are you fucking kidding big me? Big move here by Asia. Uh, I don't know if she's watching tape. I would like to think so. Um, or if she's just like that good at stuff. But uh, no. Asia's very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And to the point where Darrow should have known better, right? Yes. Like all the signs pointed to don't fuck with Asia. Like all the signs. His there's Lauren a- was like, Hey, there's two things you shouldn't fight are a river, you know, like a force of nature that you're not going to ever defeat, and Asia. Okay? Those are the only two things I'm going to put on this list. Okay, Daryl? Right. That's I didn't a good... say me. I didn't say anybody else. I said Asia. Okay? Listen. Also, she's running around this battle. Like, the minute before you're going to try and take her on, you look... And see, like, oh, she doesn't have a scratch on her. Not even a little scratch. And everybody else is dead. You're not like, hey, Ragnar, maybe uh, maybe we rethink this plan. Maybe we should do the bows and arrows thing until she's pinned down. Maybe we should make a net or something. Yeah. Tough. <sighs> tough to see, really tough. to see our boy Rags go down there. I, I, I'm, okay, I'm switching my, my old like controversial like was mm. was jackal right mm-hmm. i'm switching that over to cassius which i don't think is very controversial but i'm it's not in, very controversial i'm into cassius mm-hmm. he seems very cool very interesting he seems like a genuinely good person other than the whole <laughs> being on the side of the golds <laughs> thing which is problematic however I'm really looking for a, re- I don't know if I would even call it a redemption arc, but I'm looking for a Darrow and Cassius uh, bury the hatchet. We're looking for a reconciliation. There it is. With That's Darrow and Cassius, right? Because like, what, like the full circle, right? We want them to be brothers again, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. We want them to, because they've already, they've already left their blood feud behind, right? Which, actually, so. we didn't talk about this, 
They had a blood feud at the end of the events of Red Rising, which meant if they were in the same room, they would have to fight each other to the death. And Octavia was like, hey, let's get both these two families to come together and have a nice dinner. They have to fight. Like the rules of your society are that if Cassius and Darrow are in the same room, they fight. But nobody was talking about that. And it sounded like the night could have gone on with nobody fighting. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the blood thing is more of just like a cool thing to do. And it doesn't really, it doesn't really technically mean that. Like, it's not, it's not technically that if you both breathe the air in the same room, one of those breaths will stop. It's just like, hey, if I see you, I'm going to be pretty pissed about it. Yeah, basically. Well, that's not nearly as cool. <laughs> although, although maybe, maybe that's the, like, you know how the, the core has kind of fallen away from the iron golds. Mm-hmm. So it's, so that kind of thing means less now, but we, we see a new blood feud from, uh, I forget his name. The, the arch governor Romulus. of yeah, yeah Romulus uh, he gives a blood feud to Roke and I fully believe him on that one if uh, I'm Roke I'm not 100%. I will not be in the same room as this guy ever again because yeah he means it he means business for sure especially because it sounds like he means business with everything in his life so this guy seems to walk the walk for sure yeah, this this blood feud. Oh yeah, get out of there, get out of there, Roke. But okay, also, was... they're going to war, so like I imagine, it doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? Like, if there was no blood feud and they were both in the same room, I imagine they'd both still try and kill each other. Yeah, I think that's true. So yeah, okay. These are these are very often like kind of just meaningless, right? Yeah, it's just for show. It's just for show. It's a great show, though. <clears throat> oh, outstanding. The golds are great at theater. That little play they put on for the obsidians. Pretty good. So good, right? P- pretty good, yeah. I was almost convinced. That's a that's not a bad job, you know? Pretending to be a Norse god. <laughs> right. I imagine being Loki would be pretty fun. Yeah. I, th- I think Severo would be a great Loki, right? Like, if all this stuff didn't happen, you throw Severo in there as Loki. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's just, like, constantly going around playing pranks on everybody, joking about his balls. Pretty good Loki character, I think. Pretty good. Pretty good. You know, it's what, it's what, would, have, it's what would have happened, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Are we upset about it? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Let's talk... Let's talk the moment that Sefi says her first words in like 25 years. And that's when they get back from taking the mountain. Um, and they're telling everyone that the gods are not real. And I forget her name, but the leader, Sefi's mother, Ragnar's mom. The Snow Sparrow, I think. Sure. Something like is that. Is her like moniker. Yeah. Um, 
is like against it. And Sefi just murders her and speaks for the first time in, what was it, 25 years or something like that. First words are she knew. That was a, that was a well-played, like, very momentous choice. Yeah. Right? Shivers, dude. Freaking shivers. (laughs) This is like, we were talking about, um... Severo waiting until he had the perfect joke for the Bone Riders. This is like Sefi waiting until she has the perfect line, the most, the most like consequential line to break her vow. She took it and she took it well. I liked it. I appreciated it. Great, great, great first words. Yeah. The great thing about a vow of silence too is that if you can't think of it or if you don't have the words to say, then you don't have to. And every day longer, your vow becomes cooler, right? So, Mm -hmm. like, the great thing about a vow of silence is those first words you speak can be so cool. And if you don't have the cool ones, good news. Your vow becomes cooler. Like, it's a win-win. Yeah. you If if you're Sefi and you've taken that kind of vow of silence, you have to be fantasizing about when you're going to break it for a long time. Right. Do you think she's she's had this almost exact plan for a long time? Like, all right, I'm going to kill my mom. Don't know how exactly I'm going to make that happen. I'm going to kill my mom. And then I'm going to say she knew and everyone's going to clap. I'm going to say she she Sefi was expecting it to be after she killed her mom. But she didn't know what she was going to say because Sefi didn't know mm-hmm. the that the gods were not real. Right. So. She she can't have known that her line was going to be this, but I think she I think she knew that this was going to be the occasion. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, very, very great. We really like Sefi. We don't know Sefi that much yet, right? Sefi mm-hmm. doesn't talk much, but we really like Sefi, and I I really like the Obsidian culture because of how much like drama there is in it like there's these prophets that come and everybody's like whispering about the prophets that came and like ragnar is going to come back and bring somebody who's going to save us and they ride griffins around and and they talk in metaphors a lot yeah everything seems so dramatic it's like forget the violets i want to hear what kind of plays you guys have been working on right it's like it's the golds have basically set them up as the movie version of the Norse culture. And, it's and they're cool. living up to it so right. It's like you combine the Norse Viking culture with the like Spartan, like 300. It's like you put those two worlds together and we're like, go play. <laughs> and they do it so well. Yeah, mm. I'm into it. Yeah, we're very into it. Also, just like imagine, imagine this whole scenario from the Obsidian's perspective, right? Like you see your gods or who you thought you were your gods die. And this guy is like, hey, I just killed your gods. They're not really your gods. Come with me and we're going to like take over the universe. That's intense. It's a big shift. It's a big shift from what I from what I would have thought. But are you also worried it's a test? Ooh. 
Probably. Like, I'm worried the real gods are out there hiding and, like, they're going to be really mad at me. I think that there can still be... There can still be some manipulation by the golds, right? Like, later on, maybe we'll see some obsidians get peeled off by golds arguing that if they, like, come back and help them, then they'll be rewarded in the afterlife or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can see that mm-hmm. being a thing. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I think, too... The the place where the golds really fucked up here was having actual golds as the gods. And, like, it for sure plays into the pretentiousness and the pride of gold that they would play as gods for these people. But, like, if Walt Disney World can have the fucking presidents on display, you can make some, like, fake hologram or whatever that... Maybe you have a gold, like, controlling it somewhere, so it's not, like, a robot that you need to be scared about. It's just, like, a... It's just, like, a thing that can't get murdered and have its blood pour everywhere. Like, I... This whole thing rode on the fact that they could just go up and murder the golds who were playing as the gods, and once you do that, it all falls apart. So, like, golds, maybe... Maybe you should have thought this through a little bit more. Because, like, Sefi and the Valkyries were totally, they totally bought it up until the point where the golds got murdered. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. were, like, seeing the the bloody footprints on the ground and all this mystical stuff that you didn't need a person there to do. Right. It just feels like a missed opportunity with the golds. Like, like the golds, obviously, their pretentiousness is their downfall, right? That's, like, of course, that's what's going to happen. But you would think they would be a little smarter about it. Like, they brag about being super political and clever all the time. And not that good, guys. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just have Violets do the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. But you don't trust... I don't know. I think there's... I, th- I think I agree with you in general that there's probably there's probably better moves. Um, mm-hmm. But... I'm sure they I'm sure they all have their drawbacks, you know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I just think they're being dumb, big dumb idiots. Stupid. They're so dumb. Yeah. Okay. Um That's that's all that I have about the obsidians. Yeah, we're pretty we're pretty bummed about Ragnar, I will mm-hmm. say. We mentioned it before, Rag's dying was was not great. That might be the death that's hit me the hardest so far. Okay, yeah. I can see that. For some reason, I don't know why, but it didn't... Like, I loved Ragnar, but for some reason, his death didn't hit me that hard, and I don't know why. Yeah, I just felt like it was just so much... Like, obviously, if Severo dies, it's going to be a big issue. I felt like Ragnar was getting close to Severo level. Like, Ragnar... Had this great bond with Darrow, very competent, right? But but he, it wasn't just that Ragnar was good at fighting. Like, that's not what I associated Ragnar most with. It was like, he's this advisor who's very honest with Darrow, who looks out for him. And it's just like a great guy, mm-hmm. right? He's like trying to redeem who he used to be, but it isn't his fault. So it's not quite like Tactus, right? Like, Tactus was kind of an asshole. Ragnar 
is just trying to like do what's right. Yeah. And I so think Ragnar's never had that turn from bad to good. Yeah, I think I didn't quite connect as like emotionally with Ragnar as I should have. And also Ragnar didn't quite have as much of the like arc. Like he I don't think he had much to go to from where he was when he died. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think for that reason, it didn't hit me that hard. But oh, see, yeah, I don't know. I feel like he grew a lot. Like, oh, no, I, I like agree. The... But I don't think he had much more room to grow. Mm, I see. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, but like Lorne didn't grow for like 50 years and he got to live. Lorne was just like a grumpy old fighter boy for a long time. (laughs) Yeah, and his death didn't hit me that hard either. Like, honestly, right now, uh, if Cassius died right now, I would be potentially, and this might be controversial, I would be potentially hit more than Ragnar. Not because I like Cassius more than Ragnar, but because I feel like there's much more to Cassius's story than this yeah yeah okay i definitely get that and i was pretty shocked when an arrow went through cassius's throat because i was like oh that's it for cassius yeah i was too. oh wow i was too apparently you can survive an arrow going through your throat <laughs> two millimeters Luke. How, how thick is this guy's neck i need to be doing some neck that's exercises what, that's what we've missed when we've been looking at the golds is like every time they describe their necks it's like he had a neck like a tree trunk and we've just been skimming over that part but really all the golds just have the thickest neck yeah could be could be um my last thing about ragnar last thing about ragnar he says something to darrow about how words might not work with his mom and darrow takes the craziest leap with this did you did you think this was insane too him and mustang were both like they were like gonna have to kill her (laughs) what (laughs) it's also like (laughs) ragnar i don't think you have to be if that's actually the message that you're getting across you don't have to be that cryptic you should be clear and not like hey words won't work with my mom but the and his next words that he didn't get out were like, but she loves lemon poppy seed cake. Uh. I mean, it turned out to be right, but I agree with you that it was it was a large jump that they were making successfully, sure. But um it's 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 just it's a lot of extrapolating, I think. Right. Well, and when I read it, my first thought was like, oh, Darrow's going to have to prove that he's powerful and he's going to have to fight something to show how powerful Mm -hmm. he is. Maybe he's going to have to go deep in the water and bring back a dragon skull or something. I don't know. Right, a side quest. But Darrow's like, nope. Right, a little side quest. But Darrow's like, nope, got to kill his mom. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I just feel like they needed to be a little more clear with that, Ragnar. A little, yeah, a little bit more clear. I guess it it shows the bond shows the bond they had like true true okay should we leave should we leave mars yes let's get out of here i don't quite remember the details of this conversation but darrow and severo have a conversation that i was really into 
And then there's also a moment where Mustang tells another jackal warning. And mm-hmm. just the more the more stories Mustang tells about Jackal, the more terrifying he is. And for some reason, this one was the most terrifying. And I don't know why. This like, one was absolutely the most terrifying. 100%. <laughs> I'm terrified of the Jackal now. This like, guy's crazy. I have heard of this guy eating people. I have heard of him torturing Darrow. But when she told me that as a kid, he would like, punish himself because she could solve his puzzles i was terrified and i'm no longer pro i'm no longer like excited about jackal's arc i i am done with it <laughs> luke's not touching that one get it out of here yeah this terrified me too i think it was part of whenever you tell a story about like a kid doing something like this i think that's what really pushes it over the edge because it kind of reveals Jackal's true nature because he's not like it showed Jackal as a kid. So it's like kind of his core of who he is. And he was already like she revealed he was trying to hide the fact that he was like punishing himself. So that's an additional layer of like who he is because he thought he was hiding this. And he's just like so obsessive about it i feel like mustang should have told us this from the beginning right right? this was the story to tell this was the best one to tell when you're trying to get darrow to not trust jackal you tell this story right away you're like hey darrow i know you're working with the jackal let me tell you a little story about when we were 11 okay this guy's insane a bad look on the parents too it's like Get this guy some therapy. Come on. No, dude. Therapy is uh, it's for the weak. You just got to let, him, for let him sit out. Let the exposure take him. Yeah, okay. We also got to talk about this like Democrats thing that they keep going off about. I think it's Kavax who's concerned that Darrow is going to either set up a dictatorship on Mars or a democracy on Mars. And he's like, you're not going to do either of these things, are you? And Darrow's like, no, 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 don't worry about it. Who would even be the dictator? And then they move on. My question is, what is the other option? Is Kavax a communist? Ooh, I don't know. What What else are you, are, are you, are you trying to get back to a monarchy, Kavax? What's maybe, the... yeah, maybe Kavax is just like, we're going back to... We're going monarchy without, like, slaves is all he wants, right? Like, he thinks that the entire thing will be solved once the Reds are free, I guess. I don't really know, to be honest with you. Because at a certain level, this isn't necessarily about the government structure. It's really just about, like, equality. Right. So there's tons of different government structures that you can go with and still be, like, consistent with Darrow's rising. But you got to pick one. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is the question of the book, Luke. What are we going to end up with? Maybe we're going to finish this book and it's going to present this government structure that is so great that we're just like, oh, we should have all the governments do this. Yeah, okay. Maybe at the end of this book, uh, Pierce Brown is going to announce his candidacy for president. 
for the red party. <laughs> that's already that's no, no, already no, 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 no. The rose gold party. Oh, we're gonna bring red and gold together, baby. <laughs> Ignore all the other colors. <laughs> yeah, squish them. Okay. Okay. Oh wait, just... hold on. I think we've just realized something terrifying about this world. If the reds and the golds team up against all the other colors, I think that's it, right? That's the ball game. Hmm. Because then you've got the top and the bottom working together to kind of... You make like a little authoritarian sandwich, right? Okay. I feel like you might be focusing a little bit too much on the, like, organizational optics of it being like cool that the top and bottom are coming together and just ignoring that the middle is like very has a lot of stuff going on okay yeah that's fair that's fair (laughs) it would be cool though it it would be it would be a cool twist um i'm not expecting it (laughs) no no i don't think i don't think pierce is gonna reveal that his solution to all this is the reds and the golds teaming up to oppress every other color and Darrow being like, this is what AO died for. <laughs> right. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, we'll see after this. I guess we, we've got a big battle coming up. Here we go. Uh, battle against Roke, who apparently is really good at ship fights. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Like how much could skill really matter here? Apparently a lot. <laughs> Apparently he won that he won that battle over Mars with like well I think he was outnumbered. He's I won several so. battles where he's been outnumbered. Right. So it's gotta play some pretty important role. But also, Roke wasn't the commander when Darrow was at the Academy, right? Right. So like, move over, Roke, because Papa's coming back. Papa's coming back to sit in his chair. <laughs> yeah. Are we gonna get uh another like uh mary sue situation where darrow is just all of a sudden the greatest commander of all time potentially i don't think so i don't think that's what we're in for i think we're in for darrow like coming up with some different tactic that's not about ships battling that just like destroys roke in some way i think we're in for a twist Actually. We're definitely in for a twist. I don't yeah. know what the twist yeah. is going to be because I think it's going to come out of left field. But I think we're in for a twist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we'll we see. We'll see what happens. Maybe not, though. Maybe Darrow's just like, yeah, I'm the best ship fighter ever. I just kept that hidden. I trained with, I trained with, uh, I don't know, Francis Drake for <laughs> like a thousand years. Just like I did with Lorne. Nobody knew about it. And now I'm the best ship boy. Classic, classic Darrow move. Mm-hmm. It is a classic Darrow move. Luke, you know what's terrifying? What's that? So, everybody's freaking out in this section of the book because Jackal stole 500 nuclear warheads. This is a huge deal, right? This is like, oh, we've got to do something about this. All the moon lords are really worried about it. Sons of Ares are really worried about it. Something's something's got to be done. 
about these 500 nuclear warheads that have gone missing. Hmm. Luke, uh, did a quick Google. Do you know how many uh, nuclear warheads the United States has? Uh, I don't know. Okay. You want to guess? <sighs> so, okay, how, how many were in the... Uh... We're, we're in this book that we're just now stolen? 500. Okay, okay. I'm going to put the U.S. at 100. <laughs> oh, buddy. Uh, U.S. has got over 5,000 nuclear warheads. Cool, cool, cool. Um, seems like a good use of our money and time. Um, going to get some good some good usage out of, out of all of those. Uh, what, what's the... Do you know more size than five thousand? <laughs> okay, uh, the size is a little different because so the the ones that they use for fighting ships are like five megaton, which is pretty big relative to like our modern nuclear armaments. That's like on the larger side of things, but like the our most recent model, the like. 20 i think the or no the like 1997 model of u.s nuclear warhead is nine megatons which is already almost twice as big as the ship ones that they're talking about in this book okay cool cool so and we have uh 10 times as many as we're in that one asteroid that everybody's freaking out about that could just like completely incinerate one of these moons yeah. Oh, also, I should I should say that's just the US. Uh Russia has about the same number. Okay. So if if ever there was a moonlord uprising, I think we're covered is what I'm saying. <laughs> like I don't think we need to build any more, guys. I think we've got it. Covered. We've got it covered, yeah. Um I would ag- I would agree with you there. But uh Maybe this is maybe this is something that Pierce will cover when he becomes president. Right, right. Hopefully, I imagine this will be a big part of his ticket. Or I would think so. He just won't say anything about it, just in case people start acting up. You know. So, that said, Luke and I are going to be wrapping up Morning Star in the next episode. Uh, we're going to be moving on from the Red Rising series. So we're, we're just going to finish the, the trilogy. We might come back to it later. Um, but for now, this next episode is going to be our last in the Red Rising trilogy by Pierce. Luke started us off with a pretty hot take. If you skipped it, um, maybe give it a little listen. But regardless, I can guarantee in this last section of the book... Pierce is probably going to have some hot takes. I'm going to have a few hot takes. I know Luke's going to have some hot takes. Maybe you'll have some hot takes. And we're definitely going to keep acting like dumb nerds. Yeah.